1: and a very prosperous and glorious New Year 2023 to all of you, in every way. Hi, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Felship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are tuned in to the prophetic voice of our time. How is everybody? Are you excited about the New Year 2023? I am very excited. If you ask me about the year 2022, for me, it is so exciting. It is the most exciting 12 months period so far and sometimes challenging. The highlight for me is the manifestation of the prophecy and verdict that the Lord had me release in December 2020. The highlight for me as an American And as a minister of the gospel, is the overturning of Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court of United States of America. That is a culmination for me. And in 2022, I learned so much. And yeah, just like you, and probably most of you, There were times and period or season that I had to go through painful things, challenges, even in my physical body. But the Lord is faithful. Amen? Here we are. I'm still standing, breathing, and excited for year 2023. You need to see everything through the eyes of God and who God is. Then you begin to see, your eyes will be open, and you're going to see what is really going on. God is into details. Remember that. And for this program today, I have to pray long and hard on what I'm going to share with you. The prophetic gathering of the saints last December 31st lasted for six hours. Even then, I was not able to deliver all the prophecies, especially personal prophecies. So afterwards, after I rested, I was so tired after that. I've been, I was standing for five and a half hours. So I got working, sending some email, sending some messages because there were some problems in the internet connection overseas and some of them were not able to sign in. So, I have to do some follow-ups. And so far, so good. I'm making lots of progress. Amen? So, I have to do some backtracking. Well, just imagine standing and prophesying for five and a half hours. I finally was able to go to bed at around 3 a.m. in the morning. And at the same time, I still were not able to sleep. My feet were hurting. You see, my dear brothers and sisters... You and I, we must be in good physical condition. But last year, because of the cold weather in December, I was not able to really do my routine exercise, that is walking about two to three miles almost every day. And I paid for that lack of exercise dearly. I missed the Sunday service. So now I have to get ready for the Philippines. The prophetic gathering of the saints is only five and a half hours in the Philippines. My schedule is so tight that if you're just going to listen and hear about it, you'll get tired too. There will be at least two big pastors, ministers conferences in two different regions, plus leadership trainings and Sunday services. So I started walking again this week. My goal is to walk for at least 10 miles a week plus weight training, and a good diet, and lots of sleep. You need to do the same thing too, because you and I will be so busy. 2023 is a harvest time. It is a reset. It's a supernatural manifestations, and a lot of things that it will boggle the mind, okay? So look at the good things, because you and I, we are on God's side, amen? And God is on our side. So in order for me to be effective in sharing with you what to expect for 2023 and beyond, I have to share with you the vision, a dream that the Lord gave me in 1992. Why am I sure that it is the Lord? Because the Lord was in this vision and dreams. And I got it for two or three consecutive nights and I still remember the details, okay? The year 1992 is very important for me, like year 2014 is also important for me. But in year 1992, that is when I got this vision, when God took me to the heavens and I got translated in the Spirit, among other things. I got more revelation from the Lord concerning this vision. I think I shared that with you several years ago. But it is worth sharing again, okay? I dream for three consecutive nights that God gave specific leaders, including me, the formula on how to reach the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And those leaders who got the formula from God forgot theirs. But in the dream and visions I got, I remember mine. So in my dream... I was caught in a vision, and I was telling God that I remember the formula, and I am going to obey. God then spoke to me that he is sending people who will submit to my leadership, and they were on their way. As soon as God left me, here is a small group of men and women knocking at our door, and they told me, That they heard from God, and God told them that I have the formula to get to the kingdom of God, and they want to be a part of it. And that this group of people, that they will follow me, and they desire more than anything, more than anyone, is to reach the kingdom of God. And they are willing to do whatever it takes. In the dream, they're all older than me, okay? So from memory in the dream, the spirit of the Lord led us into a forest and we're supposed to start digging. So the group got their own shovel, but they asked me not to dig, but give them direction and leadership. They started digging, and then after they dug a few inches, gold coins started to come out. This group of people They did not even bother with the gold coins. They care about reaching or finding the kingdom of God as soon as possible. And they continue to dig until the pile of gold coins is far much greater than dirt. And they're not seeming to be paying attention on this hill of gold coins, a big pile of them. So since they asked me just to stand there and and give them directions, so I was observing, I was praying, and I was thanking God. And amongst the pile of gold coins, I picked something that is round and looked like it's a necklace. And God appeared and said, may I? And took the uh, necklace from me and polished it. And he examined it, and he said, yep, it's pure gold, all right but Christina, and said, this is only half. And he showed me that it was cut in half. And uh, and said, you need to find the other half. And God disappeared. While we are looking at this gold necklace, one of those leaders who forgot their formula in reaching the kingdom of God came in and looked at my necklace and then announced that I ought to wear it because he committed the whole group to attend a Christian conference downtown. Everyone in the group were so frustrated because they did not want to stop the dig. For all of us in the group knew that this will cause delay. It will hinder our progress and at the same time, we don't want to attend that conference. So this person committed the whole group to attend and we didn't have any choice. After we left the conference, we went back to the forest to work and dig again. But we were followed by others, those who attended the conference. Specifically, one woman claimed that we need her for this mission. We need her for the dig, but she's just only looking for the gold coins. She's only looking for the gold coins. She was not really interested in the kingdom of God. She's just interested with the money that he would derive from it. And then the dream ended. I never forget it. Of course, the Lord had me started uh, learning about Joseph in Genesis. I believe it started in chapter 39. And I studied Joseph for several years. And the Lord just kept on giving me some revelation about it. So when I was thinking about the gold coins, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that the very first thing as we seek the kingdom of God based on Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these material things will be added to you as well. And what the Holy Spirit revealed to me the first time is as we seek the kingdom of God, one of the very first thing that will manifest is the resources to finance the gospel, and that is the transfer of wealth. Ever since that time, I've been teaching, doing business God's way, as well as the prophetic training, where the front and center is Jesus Christ. And I continue on doing that. So a few days before the December 31st conference in my prayer, the Lord showed me that half of that necklace that he asked me to seek out is the group, a younger generation, those who love for God to use them and to move instead of going after the gold coins. So there are in our generations, which is the older generations, that are part of the transfer of wealth, those who are not focused on money or financial gain or fame, but they're focused for God to move on behalf of our country, on behalf of the world. And I know it's going to start manifesting in a greater way, in an accelerated manner, actually started in year 2022. And I know it will continue, and I expect it to continue in 2023. These younger generations will take a bigger role and a bigger part, and they're greater in number concerning the transfer of wealth influence and affluence. So how come there are only few of us in our generations, the um, almost senior citizens? Why? Because time and time again, we limited the move of the Holy Spirit because we did not want to change. We didn't want to change our ways. We didn't have any desire to embrace God's ways of doing things, to seek Him out, and to learn. But, you know, There are still a small group of people that's part of the transfer of wealth in my generation and in the previous generation. It is time for you to decide whether you are a part or you'll be part of this great move of God or not. It is going to happen. It's going to manifest, but it's not going to manifest the way we understand things. We have to really unlearn so many things and embrace the changes and the revelation that the Holy Spirit will bring about. And as I mentor these uh, younger people, I can see their hunger. They really are not focusing on financial gain. They want to see God's move, and they want to be a part of it. It's very, very exciting. And the other group, a bigger group of young generations, I will be training them in the Philippines. And the only way to operate in power and revelation from the Holy Spirit is by developing that personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a shortcut. Look at the 120 disciples at the upper room, both men and women of God. Afterwards, they were not concerned of their own lives. Because why? They got the revelation from the Holy Spirit. They were empowered by the Holy Spirit. They focused on their mission. And they loved Jesus more than they loved their own lives. And they turned the whole world upside down. Nobody backslid among those 120. Not even one. Nobody got a big head. Nobody compromised. So, therefore, it is attainable, my dear brothers and sisters. So, for the year 2023 and beyond, these are some of the prophecies and instructions that I released. Okay? The year 2023 is a year of reset, restoration for some, a great harvest for the body of Christ. And at the same time, major upheavals will continue as it was prophesied in 2022. The dealing of the Lord, there will be disruptions that when the move of God is revealed or manifested, you and I will be so amazed on how fast things are developing. Reversals of situations Replacements of those in authority, in government, even in commerce, in finance, in health. And this is one thing that you need to look forward to. In a few years, the science and technology will be at the hands of the body of Christ. Isn't that exciting or what? We need to continue to pray for one another to have our hearts right. All right. Okay, you will going to see that those that God touched who were determined to walk and live by faith and to walk and receive their healing, they will heal the sick and the sick will recover. Some of them will even raise the dead. Okay. Number two, stop murmuring. You will discover that sometimes. the judgment of the Lord or things are not manifesting the way we understand how they should come into being is because of the mercy of our God. There is one thing that we need to understand about our loving and awesome God, His nature. The judgment of God is God's last recourse. Some of us, we want the judgment to be God's priority, God's recourse. No, it is his last recourse. And God will find ways and means not to judge his people harshly. And having released or said that, please do not abuse and do not test the patience of our God. It might be too late. Okay? For example, when Ahab committed a crime with his wife and took possession of Naboth's uh, vineyard. Naboth killed because Ahab just wanted to have a garden and he wants his vineyard and Naboth refused. You know the story, okay? But look at our loving God. In 1 Kings chapter 21, starting with verse 20, Ahab said to Elijah, So you have found me, my enemy. I have found you, he answered, because you have sold yourself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. I am going to bring disaster on you. This is the prophecy. I will consume your descendants and cut off from Ahab every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will make your house like that of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and that of Baasha, son of Ahijah, because you have provoked me to anger and have caused Israel to sin. Down to verse 27. When Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and fasted. He lay in sackcloth and went around meekly. The word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Listen to this, 29. Have you noticed how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself, I will not bring this disaster in his day, but I will bring it on his house in the days of his son. God is making all the excuses. You know, it really grieves me when I hear Christians proclaiming death against our political leaders. Some of them, they are really bad, okay? But I just want to show you an example. If President Trump was still in the office and clearly won in 2020 election, this wickedness, we call the deep state, I call it anti-Christ spirit, they will not be exposed. They will continue to spread. They will continue to centralize their power if President Trump remained at the White House. okay, And at the same time, God is also dealing with President Trump concerning heart issue. Because I remember the prophecy that the next time, President Trump will be kinder and gentler but a strong in his resolve to do something big for our country. I remember that prophecy. And at the same time, people are asking for judgment or even death against Mitch McConnell. Okay? I want you to look at this from God's perspective. When I was in isolation preparing for the December 31st conference, God showed me You know why? And I said, uh, because I was thanking him for the overturning of Roe versus Wade. President Trump nominated conservative Supreme Court judges. And it was Mitch McConnell who brought them into confirmation. And God is looking at that as a big point for God not to judge McConnell right now. Okay? I want you to hear this because of him, those judges were confirmed and Roe versus Wade was overturned. It is big to God and it should be big to us and we should look at it beyond our own understanding and get rid of our opinion. And at the same time, he stopped, Mitch McConnell stopped the confirmation of Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court, who is now the leader or the head of the Justice Department. Could you imagine if he's in the Supreme Court, a lifetime appointment? I want you to consider this so that instead of judging and waiting for these wicked people to be judged, like the prophet Jonah, why don't we instead intercede for them? Because God is making excuses and he's finding a way without violating or overriding our own decision, our own choices, so that he don't need to judge them. He'd rather that they turn around, repent, and mend their ways, just kind of like me and you. So I want you to consider that very carefully and meditate on it. God's ways are far, far higher than our ways and the way he thinks, his thoughts are different than our thoughts. And let us consider his heart and let us learn his ways of doing things. When we asked him, Lord, can you explain this to me? He will tell us if we are ready to receive the answer. He's never going to withhold any good things from us. All he wanted from us is to be merciful because we were rendered mercy. And remember, the same measure that you judge others, it is the same measure that you'll be judged. So we need to consider uh, spewing out hatred and, and calling for judgment and prophesying for judgment. Before we release those judgments, even if they're from God, and I'm talking to the prophets right now, make sure that you interceded first. Make sure that you prayed long and hard and talked to God about it before releasing it. Okay? God establishes his prophets, we don't establish ourselves. We don't try to prove that we're a true prophet because this and that prophecy came to pass. If they're good, yes, it is a measurement. But if they're judgment, don't we rather that they will not come to pass? Because that's the mercy of God. I want you to live on that, meditate on that. Okay. The row versus way got overturned, and God is crediting those who made it come to pass. They are credited with righteousness, and they're given an extra time to correct themselves. So let us pray for them, okay? Because that is the will of God, and that is the heart of God. And if those are our loved ones, we would want God to be merciful as he is.
0: And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S O G M I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this broadcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to sogmi.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Elotis, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas 78023.